How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. You're listening to Thrill of the Chase. It is Thrill of the Chase Tuesday night. It's a pleasure to be with you. John Donahoe is my name and joined, as always, on a Tuesday by race caller extraordinaire and one of the best in the business in James Vandermart. Hello, Jimmy. Hello, mate. That was a big build-up. Hopefully, I can follow through. We've got a good hour on uh, the next hour. There's plenty of racing. We've got Geelong, Horsham, mm-hmm. the two venues that, that are up and running. We've got about eight minutes to the next at Geelong and about uh, 20 minutes to race number eight at Horsham. Just take note, race seven at Horsham just ran as we were about to go on air, and it was won by number three, Dynamite Miss, for Gary Lane. Mm. So, yeah, looking forward to the next hour or so. Me too. I always look forward to when I get to catch up with you, Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, if it makes you feel any better, last night, Mitch Abaya had a bit of a stinker as well on the tip. So I think we're going to go one better tonight. And I think we're going to find some on uh, on a busy Tuesday night. Yeah, look, we can only hope so. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we're starting to to run ourselves back into uh, to a little bit of form the last uh, last couple of weeks. So hopefully that can that can be the case, and we can we can go one step better than just running ourselves back into form and actually really uh, really assert ourselves at the uh, the top of the tipping leaderboard. Absolutely, don't forget download the Watchdog app, open a black book account, and never miss your favourite greyhounds racing again. It was a busy day of greyhound ra- racing action today, Jimmy. Uh, where do you want to start? Talk us uh, talk us through the day itself. Yeah, look, we were racing up the straight at Hillsville today. Uh, the little uh, Tuesday sort of afternoon time slot started at 10 past 11. Last race was race number 10, just a tick after two. And it was a, it was a solid day of racing up there. There were a couple of performances that, that stood out. One uh, would probably have to be the wife's dog who, uh, who won race number five. I've always got to make a mention of that. Uh, Scott Huey come from last to, uh, to win over the 350. So I must say, even as a broadcaster, you, you don't want to keep an eye on your dogs, but he was a, he was a $1.35 favourite it expected to win and you do feel the expectation sometimes and he is a slow beginner he gave them a head start so it was nice to see him work home and and win race number five if you do want to follow our greyhounds and when they're racing you can jump on the socials it's at van lodge racing so at van lodge racing the best way to uh, to keep up to date with our little kennel it's only a little boutique kennel uh, john but we Lovely. do get the odd winner here and there uh race six was won by dakar thought this was a, a really nice run went 1685 uh, went past Patricia Maureen like she was glued to the rails. So I thought that was was probably close to uh, to the run of the day. Uh, race seven was a, a terrific bobbing photo finish. There was next to nothing between the five and the six. They hit it together. Uh, there was a slight margin there for perfect Flossie to land the prize there. Uh, race eight, thought this, uh, this Greyhound had a good chance today, Ted Dewey. Had box number eight. That's where he wants to be. Uh, he whipped down the outside to win. And, and race nine, Pirates Patch. Talk about a greyhound that's so hard to beat up the straight. She just gets on her bike. She runs to the front with 100 or 150 to go, and they just can't catch her. She's been a terrific dog. Absolutely. It looked like, uh, looked like a nice day there at, uh, at Heelsville today. Was there any, uh, any big surprises in, uh, in, the, in the card today, or was it all basically going to script with some favourites getting up? Yeah, look, it was probably more of a favourite day, really, just going through the odds. Race one was two eighty, race two three ten, race three two forty, uh, race four was at four twenty and nosed out the even money fave. Obviously, our boy won race five; he was a dollar forty on the tote. Um, yeah, so it was it was a day for favourites, really. Dakar, Patricia Maureen, they went one two. They were both two twenty for the win. So 
there was there was actually probably no standout for the whole day that was something that nobody expected to win. I think the the longest price winner was six dollars. So that may well have been a, a bit of a punter's dream up the straight today, which is is a good thing. Absolutely. Oh four double nine seven three six seven three six. Send through your thoughts. Anything you've got for uh, Jimmy Vandermart? If you've got a couple of tips as well, we would love. To hear from you, 0499-736-736. Roy from Templestowe, I hope you had a great birthday on Sunday, James. I forgot all about it. My apologies. But, hey, uh, I hope you had a good day as well. Thanks, mate. No, I appreciate that and appreciate the text from uh, from Roy as well. Yeah, 30 years old on Sunday, so the years uh, the years are just going too quick at the moment, yes. to be honest. And they say when you have a kid, the uh, the years even go quicker. And, <laughs> and as I say, our little man's nearly nine months old, and I have no idea where that nine months has gone. So it's scary. I'll be, I'll be 66 before I know it at this rate. Yeah, it just flies by, doesn't it? Absolutely flies by. But you've got to enjoy it while, uh, while we can. Hey, we're... Um, we're four and a half minutes away from Geelong. It's a small field here, James. Do you want to just take us through the card there first, and we'll uh, we'll come back to that uh, when it's running. Yeah, just going through a couple of the winners, we've had uh, four races so far. Race one was won by Buster Giblet. This was a really big win because he made a meal at the start from box number one. I thought he was probably the best bet of the day down there at Geelong today, and it was because there was... Uh, Greyhounds drawn in boxes two, three and five that all wanted to use a bit of the track. So he was always going to get room to move. I didn't expect him to be three or four lengths off the speed when the lids opened. That that had me concerned. But look, he, he, he ran a good race on debut uh, up at Horsham. That form line looked stronger than what he was against here. Uh, to come from last and to win running away by two and a half lengths, although he got the favours, I thought that was a really encouraging win. Race number two in a maiden. This was a great battle. Urania Bale and also my mate Eddie. 22.61, the winner's gone my mate Eddie. That's a fabulous run for that class. Sipping Chuck broke through in race number three. He's been knocking on the door of a winner. He had some crazy run of placings beside his names without uh, without being a crack at. And then Rainbow City took out uh, race number four in the green rug. Bit of an upset there. $17 winner. Second was 60 to one and third was $17. You would love to have a share of the exotics. Trifecta paid just shy of 1700 and the first four just shy of $7,000. So that that was a crazy wow. race, really. The runners-up paid $16 a place. Oh, boy. I would have liked a piece of that myself, James. Oh, I think we all would have. Uh, mm. A small shade of that would have uh, would have gone down nicely. But, no, look, some good racing uh, down at Geelong today. And, if anything, probably slightly stronger racing than what you normally see on a, on a Tuesday. And this uh, this meeting today... It was a uh, an open class meeting with full stakes prize money, so it's not the usual 200 plus ranking sort of restricted class. Today is open to all greyhounds, and hence they're they're performing probably a little higher than what you'll see on the uh, on the stock standard Tuesday. Two and a half minutes till the fifth runs. Have you got a tip for us here uh, with one, two, three, five runners going around? Yeah, look, I'm leaning to Spitfire Striker on top. I thought he, he won it nicely up at uh, Hillsville last start, and he. He pretty much controlled the race. He's not a greyhound that'll ever win by a big margin. Um, he'll be right there in the firing line when they turn for home. So if you want to, if you want to bet that you know you're going to be thereabouts, I think Spitfire Strike is worth having a play. Just having a quick look at this this market, which is coming through now. I'm just trying to work out. Yeah, two thirty is the price currently. He's around a dollar thirty-five a place. I wouldn't be backing him outright to win. Um, if he doesn't win, he'll be he'll be right there with them when they hit the line. So I think he's a, he's a good each way play. Maybe playing top toe, you're getting two ten a 
a win, 2.30 a place currently on the tote. So I'd probably play a little each way on number two Spitfire Striker. And as I say, he'll be thereabouts. He just has to want it a bit more. And if he does that, he'll be very hard to beat. 0499 736 736. Send through your tips. See if we can get uh, get some winners home together. But James Vandermart with the two. But uh, as you said, Jimmy, don't back, don't back it straight out because it is a tough, tough race, this one at Geelong. Yeah, and... and and just as well, you'll see what I mean when he runs. He'll be up near the front. It's almost as if he toys with his rivals a shade. So you just have to hope he puts the head down on the line. And if he does that, he might be too good for them. But he's definitely a greyhound with a big engine. He's the fastest dog in the race. It's just a matter of him doing it all right today. And if he does that, I think he could be winning. Absolutely. We'll come back to that in uh, about a minute's time when they jump. How was your day today, James? You were obviously calling oh. down there at uh, Heelsville. It was good for a few reasons, John, because yeah. uh, obviously calling at Hillsville, sun was shining, one of our dogs had a win, but nice. um, I got home and I thought, well, it's been sunny for two days and I actually got my mower bogged on the weekend. So oh, no. I thought, well, I'm going to try and, and get it out. And by gee, I ripped up the paddock trying to do so, but <laughs> I, the, the good news is I succeeded and the yes. mower's now out. So yes. yeah, I thought, well, two days with some sunlight, we had to have a crack today. I'm not sure if it's going to turn. Uh, back to being winter once again. But it, it was a beautiful day up here today. Hillsville was shining. Uh, you, you couldn't have had a, a better day out for uh, for the middle of June up, up the straight at Hillsville, that's for sure. And I can't wait for the big racing. Winter Cup heats are on mm. Sunday. There's just so much good racing up the straight in the next couple of months. We spoke of that with the Festival of Racing. So you can you can jump on hillsville.grv.org.au for more details, but it's the place to be for the next couple of months. Certainly is. They're just coming up behind the boxes. You've had a nice day, Jimmy. I'm, I'm envious of you. You've had a very good day um, down at Hillsville. I've had a fun day watching. Cam was back in the studio today. Brownie, they were the, uh, the, the, the two amigos, minus myself, so you can't say three, but... Um, they had a nice day. Cam found about two $11 winners, a couple of three or $4 winners. So it was a very nice day. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk more about that in a moment. Let's head to Geelong, race number five. Seventy box to first, and they're set to go. They're ready here. About to run, set the racing. And very excited to move out there. Orson Avery missed it about eight lengths. Going way fast, there was Branson Vale on the inside of each settling down from Spitfire Striker. Then Hot Diamond, they'll follow it further back, then by Marty Vale. Next to the outside, then came Orson Avery in about four lengths by glass. Now Hot Diamond coming up to the turn. Branson Vale, the leader. Spitfire Striker getting up on the inside clear. Marty Vale is sailing through on the inside. Spitfire Striker went out wide. Branson Vale. Spitfire Striker, I'd say, from Branson Vale and close up by Marty Vale. A gap in the race into Orson Avery. And back at the tail, Hot Diamond, the race time. Oh, he's good. He's good, our man. One from one. To the bloke who was texting in the other night saying that our strike rate wasn't great. Get stuffed. We're one from one. We'll rename rename that to be a Spitfire strike rate, not Spitfire striker because we're back. I think it just gets the photo. You do have to bring the outside up. I know the Hawk was pretty keen. We, we got the photo finished. I think we have. I hope so. I've played the music. 94. So, yeah. You know, you know I hope you haven't gone off it. early. It's got it. Three dollars as well. Yup, yup, T. Well done, Jimmy Vandermart. Off to Thanks, the best mate. possible start. Bang. And Johnny, 100%. Johnny. Yes. I, I was going to ask about your day, mate, but I, I have a, a slight delay on... No, on no, my no. computer here, um, it's about ten or twenty seconds, so I wasn't too sure if they are going to go Geelong. But it was a good day. Campbell was on 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 form, I, I hear. And mm. look, as long as you're backing a couple of winners and you're having fun, that's yeah. that's the name of this great game. Yeah, absolutely. So Brownie was hitting them well early, and then as I said, Cam, 
who uh, who returned to the office today for the first time in about a week and a half. He just had a, a little break. He was seeing him as be- as well as he ever has. So it was a very, very nice day on track. So today and I just got to sit back and watch it all unfold, Jimmy, and I was very mm. happy to do so uh, after a... After a few weeks, busy weeks of uh, of hosting and uh, doing it all as well, so uh, it was nice to sit back and watch. Yeah, you've been uh, you've been a busy boy. I know that. <laughs> uh, hey, Horsham's not too far away. Yeah. Just going to give a quick tip, nice and early for this one. It's yeah. uh, it's a it's a final, so it's a decent race, four hundred eighty five meters. I'm going to go with number eight to run a place. Nena Tears. Yeah. I just think she's drawn okay. If she can whip around and get into a good place by that first corner, you're probably going to get close to $4 for a place. So it's as good as backing a, mm. a winner. And I just thought it was such a hard race to try and find the winner. There's King of Glory, Vader Bale, Zipping Walter, uh, Black Hawk Jet, the favourite Xavier Bale. They've all got chances to win the race, even the, the two off the inside, Crime Allen Comet and Eureka Icon. So I thought it might even be the, the, the way to play. Nina Tears a place might be the, the safe option. Absolutely. All right. Well, so we don't miss that race because, as you said, it is a good race. We've got Melton as well coming up in about eight minutes. Let's take a break now. We'll come back. We'll see Horsham. We'll have a listen to Melton as well, and hopefully we'll go two from two. How does that sound, Jimmy? Sounds like a plan, mate. Hopefully the candy man's in the uh, yeah. in the gig down there at Melton as well. Yes, we love the candy man. 0499 736 736. Don't change your dial because Jimmy Vandermart, he's seeing them well tonight. And I reckon we're going to find one for you at Melton. 0499 736 736. More Thrill of the Chase. John Donahoe and James Vandermart on the other side of this. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. John Donahoe, James Vandermart with you on the Tuesday edition of Thrill of the Chase. Welcome to everyone if you're joining us for the first time. 0499 736 736. We've got one... Uh, tip in from Maddie at Horsham. He says four, five, and six. Uh, I assume that's uh, trifecta, James. So he's going four, five, and six is Maddie at uh, Horsham. You're going the eight for the place. Is that right? Yeah, and then it is. She's consistent, uh, normally a pretty good beginner, and she's jumped from box one who last two. Showed a bit of speed, but I think she's actually better drawn in box eight. We're, we're probably banking on a little bit of trouble near the inside and her just to whoosh around the field. If she can do that, mm-hmm. you're going to get close to four bucks a place. So it's worth a, a very small little wager. We're a minute and a half away from this at Horsham. Do you want to talk us through a little bit of the card there from today as well and anything that caught your eye throughout uh, the afternoon? Yeah, sounds like a good plan. We're, uh, we're trekking through the meeting pretty quickly up to race eight already. Race number one on the card. This was uh, won by Lady Driftwood. Box number seven led up. Speedy Villain, I gave a good chance to the runners-up who, who ran a good race at a big price. Tried to get up underneath at Lady Driftwood turning for home, but the uh, the black rug had a little bit too much of a kick. Bark Healy was impressive to win race number two. Really annihilated them. There was trouble back in the field uh, leaving the back straight, but this was a pretty impressive win. 27.73 the time. Defy the Critics won the third. Race four went to Sneaky Kiss in a blanket finish. Race five, Ninja Girl Mia going 23.42. Only just got to Fishbone Express to uh, to grab the victory along the inside late on. Tango Icon run race, uh, won race six. This is a greyhound in really good form of late for Marion Sullivan. Went 23-23 and Dynamite missed there taking out uh, race number seven, 27-45. And that was a, a nice win too. A strong win by a greyhound who looks to be in very good form. But this is the one we're waiting for. Race eight, the Webcon Marine final. Fifth grade final. Let's get the eight home for a drum. Nena tears at about twenty to one. I'm looking at it here, and it's yeah, twenty to one. What what what's what is it about this one you like, Jimmy? I just think that's it's, it likes to use a little bit of the track. So there is a bit of pooling near the, the inside, and they do bump into each other. 
Uh, she's got early speed. She can use a bit of the track. I, I just think she ticks enough boxes to suggest if there's some trouble near the rail, she's a very big chance to run well, and she's got early speed too. All right. Well, uh, on the back of that as well, we are going to go to Melton because we'll take that. Our man is on self-exclusion. Self-exclusion. Number 10 yes. at $8.50. Uh, and I wouldn't uh, put it past him. I think I was watching one on the uh, race on the weekend where he was pay- his, he had a horse that was paying $12 and he stormed home, the Magic Man. So uh, that's the one we will be cheering, no doubt about it. Jimmy, let me just see if I can cue this up. Let's head to Horsham for the eighth. Green light comes on. They're set now. Ready to go. Race number eight. Set Horsham. Racing. And winning the start, Xavier Bale going out hard as Zipping Walter and right around the outside then a Tears King of Glory and they're followed by Vader Bale and Crimelon Comet getting up on the rail followed by Eureka Icon and Blackhawk Jet the tail ender. Xavier Bale off the back took the lead to Zipping Walter, then a Tears Vader Bale, Crimelon Comet wide out but Xavier Bale turned in front Zipping Walter on the rail, Crimelon Comet wide out, Xavier Bale in front though and Xavier Bale goes all the way Crimelon Comet hurtled down the centre to get second, third Blackhawk Jet then Nina Tears, followed by Zipping Walter, King of Glory, Vader Oh, Bale. just taken on the line, James. Oh, just mate. taken on the line. Uh, for third, it would have been, we oh. would have played some music for third. I tell you what, yeah. I'm not too sure. I'm going to wait for the judges' call right, here. Okay. It's just, close, it's close. Oh, it is too. It is closer than you think, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, I was basically basing it off the, uh, off the, the caller there. The call. but Yeah. It's, it's closer than I thought, too, because I heard the call before I saw the race, and then it looked like she was definitely going to run third, and then the last stride, she probably just got a little squeeze, and, and that might have been the difference if she has missed a place. But we're hanging tight here. Yeah, six but, got it, seven, one, oh, and six. Just, yeah, so I was going to play some yeah, music no. there if we got it, but anyway, that's Mate, okay. that would have been all right. We'll yeah, bounce back. Would have been very nice. There's our man on Good screen. run for the money, though. Greggy Sugars, there he is, looking fit. And firing, and I reckon he's got the <laughs> right horse as well. We are going to take in this first race. That's at a twelve dollars, twelve bucks. <laughs> Maybe just a cheeky, uh, cheeky ten on that. I reckon. Tenner, yeah, tenner, yeah tenner. why not? Just something small. All right, they are scoring up at Melton. If I can just get the uh, the audio right for this one, James, I reckon it'll be good. All right, let's head there now. First at Melton, we James Vandermart and I unofficially uh, with Greg Sugars on self exclusion. Kiwi Kalahari. So they're moving up race one. Weather's been fine today. It's been almost a hint of spring halfway through winter. Now the favourite here is Fly Chevelle. Good odds in $9 to $3.30. And Blue Chip $9.50 to $6. Snapshot easing $2.60 to $4. Ready? First of eight, the green light's on, and harness racing is underway from Tabcorp Park, Melton, and getting out of the machine very quickly to lead uh, was uh, Awesome Molly. It had no trouble getting across, and it's in front of, from the wide draw, getting up to second, you need a bit of muscle. Third, the pegs, is a snapshot, and Fly Chevelle's on the outside of it, fourth by the first turn. Blue chip, fifth, the inside. Uh, next, the outer, as they make their way around the top bend, was Lotta Kevy to settle down, three back the outside, and next came self-exclusion, one off the pegs, back and it's tracked up by Kiwi Kalahari and then at the end of the field a sportific going easing back to Leggio. Past the 1200 lead time 7.1. The first quarter was 31 so it's a comfortable lead for Awesome Ollie with Alan Tormey coming down with a lap to go and it leads by 3 metres. In second spot you need a bit of muscle without cover and Snapshot gets the run of the race third. Fourth is Fly Chevelle in a good position with Shannon 
Sullivan, one out, one back. Blue Chip tucked away, fifth on the inside with Charlie Borg. It's three back along the pegs, and next to the outside was Lotta Kevy as they approached the 800 metres. Portifico went back to the inside with Chris Sheen, and it's now four back the pegs. Around it, but back third last by the 800 metres is self-exclusion. It's about to come out three wide with Greg Sugars, and Telegio's going to track it forward, and one off the pegs, Kiwi Kalahari. 31.5 the second quarter, and they're making their way down the back straight. The leader is Awesome Ollie, and it's in front of you. Need a bit of muscle. It's about a metre clear. Leader's back is uh, Snapshot, waiting on the Garrard sprint lane from Fly Chevelle. Out three wide, still coming into it with self-exclusion, and then came Telegio wider, and Blue Chipped is three back the pegs in need of a run. Off the back straight, 29 the third quarter. Awesome Ollie, about a metre clear, under some pressure now. You need a bit of muscle. Snapshot travels well. Wider out with self-exclusion, and then came Blue Chipped into the straight. Awesome Ollie in front. The run's there now for a Snapshot. Wider out with self-exclusion. It's Awesome Ollie tackled by Snapshot. Snapshot goes through the inside to grab the lead and comes clear with 50 to go. And Snapshot goes on to win it. Snapshot first. Second in was I'll awesome tell you Ollie. what, James. That's uh, that's as good a tip, I reckon, as we would uh, we would ever give out. Now, Snapshot gets the job done, number one, with Darren yep. Pace on board. But our man, Greg Sugar's just... Just wrote it beautifully, and I reckon he's gotten there for third. That is tight for third. That I reckon this this is as close for third as the Horsham one. Yeah. I, I, I thought we were definitely going to run third with self-exclusion. Mm. I think for memory, you have to bring them up on the outside in a photo finish there at Melton. So that's the case. We might just get the third. But, yeah, it was a big price. Yes. Drifted right out, but defied that drift to run well. But Snapshot got the sprint lane and... Uh, charged away there for Darren Pace up against the inside to win it. Absolutely, I, I, I'm, I'm giving us a big tick for that. I think the listeners, no by, I think the listeners, <laughs> yeah, I think the listeners know by now, James, how you and I operate with, um, with tipping Greg Sugars in, uh, in a, uh, in a trots race. I think that's where we go every, t- just about every time. Well, it's it's a winning formula, especially if we've got third there at probably what three or four dollars a place. We have. There we go. 4.20 top tote. That's what I mean. Like, you follow the Sugars train, you, you're just collecting candy. It's as simple as that. Absolutely. So, no, nah, look, that, that was, yeah, like you say, and, and that's the key, isn't it, to the trots, I suppose, a bit different to the Greyhounds, where when you're doing the form on the Greyhounds, all you have to worry about is the Greyhounds. Obviously, with Harness, you might go, well, look, and, and probably similar with the uh, the Thoroughbreds, you might go, well, I, you know, I like betting on Damien Oliver or the informed Jamie Carr or, or whoever it may be. And, yeah. and I think they can really impact the, the results in the the harness and the, the thoroughbred racing in comparison to the dogs, where I feel once you've done the form, you, you don't have that extra outlier to, to try and work out. Absolutely. Hey, the good thing about tonight is, James, that we've just got races piling oh. up on the back of each other. We've got Geelong in three minutes, so we've just had a couple of races that have uh, gone, and we've got Geelong coming up. We'll get to the news in a moment. Do you want to give a tip for Geelong, just for those listening on the app who might be slightly delayed, so we give it plenty of time? Yeah, number six, Eat My Dust. Uh, I like the name. I think yes. the Greyhound's got a really big motor. Won the, the Metro Vic Breeders at Sandown a few runs ago. Last start was uh, was beaten, but no luck at all at Geelong from Box 5. Prior to that, motored home to beat Shimmerbold at Ballarat. He only needs luck in running. If he gets a clear run with 100, 150 to go, he'll mow them down. Uh, I do think the seven's a bit of a threat. Nifty Nangar won its maiden at Dubbo in quick time. The win at Ballarat two starts ago was good, but... I think with clear air, eat my dust, uh, a very good each-way chance. I know when I say each-way, it's an odds-on favourite, but with two-place dividends, you probably look even the tote, 190, 140. Yep. So 
it's worth having 50 each way at that price, in my opinion. All right. Hey, some breaking news coming out of the AFL as well with all this fixture jumble. We saw four teams fly into Melbourne today. Daniel Cherney just confirming that Gold Coast Richmond, which was slated for the Gold Coast on Thursday night, will now be at Marvel Thursday night at 7.20. And Carlton and Fremantle, which was originally uh, slated for Optus Stadium Saturday afternoon, will take place at either Launceston or Geelong. They're just working through the finer details. But it looks like a semi-hub uh, in Melbourne. Who would have thought a couple of weeks yeah. ago that a hub in Melbourne would be possible for uh, all these AFL teams? But um, the cha- the ever-changing landscape, Jimmy, is uh, meaning that they're all in town. Yeah, exactly right, mate. And and I guess that's the, the key to, to any business, uh, any any industry now is the mm. fact that you do need to be nimble and you need to be able to move and make things happen. And uh, we see, we've seen it with, obviously, the, the AFL last year and, and especially the racing codes here as well. No people on track. Yep. Um, you know, these strict rules. But uh, that's, that's what we have to do. That's the, the world we live in these days. And yeah. it is about uh, keeping people safe. So that's sure. the number one goal. Sure is. Hey, let's get to uh, let's get some news headlines. We'll come back and cheer home the six at Geelong. John Donahoe, James Vandermart with you. Tuesday night's edition of Thrill of the Chase. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. And Paulie Atwood was eat my dust and jumping away pretty smartly. Near the inside there, zipping Bambi and company with Night Shifter. They were followed further back then by Nifty Nanga on the speed, getting a run through the field now as fourth. About three off the lead. Uh, back near the tail of the field as Night Shifter now. Tom's Express, they come to the turn. Eat my dust had taken the lead. About three lengths out in front. Nifty Nanga's getting a clear run to the inside now. Wider then came zipping Bambi, but Eat my dust got away and beat Nifty Nanga third on the outside, zipping Bambi in a gap then to Black Beaver near the inside. Good Lord, James, what a run that was it uh, it missed the jump and it just burst its way through the middle of the pack and got the job done welcome back to thrill of the chase dollar 60 james vandermart with another winner yeah it was it was a big win wasn't it he, he missed the kick and that's probably the the one concern moving forward for this dog is he can be a little bit hit or miss the dangers ran second so for those who took the quinella the trifecta and, and whatnot it was a very nice race but look he, he's a greyhound that he won the, the metropolitan vic breeders so to go out to a mix six and seven at, at geelong you know if he gets luck in running, he's going to be winning, and, and that was the case there. But, yeah, 25-81 to come from last and win. He's, he's a greyhound worth following. Absolutely. I, I was very impressed. I thought, I must say, I was a bit sceptical when, uh, when it missed the jump. I thought, oh, geez, it's no chance here. Uh, I couldn't see it getting back through, and it just absolutely picked apart the field and uh, was an easy winner in the end. Yeah, oh, look, 11.52 off the back's only moderate, so to get home in 14.29, that's mm. that's huge. And look, I'd, I'd probably go out and say this dog will do his best racing when he gets to 600 metres, even though right now he's winning over the 4.60 and the 5.15. He just he gives every indication his last 100 metres in all of his races are the best. And it's not just a visual indication, it's it's based on the clock as well. 14.29 run home, and he's done that coming from off the tempo. That That was a very impressive performance. Absolutely. All right. We've got a little bit of breathing space now before our next race. Where do you want to go to next uh, with uh, with our review of the day? Well, just wanted to say, mate, uh, the next at Horsham, 11 minutes away, I have no tips in that race. So if right. there is a listener out there who thinks, well, this is their chance to shine and we could play music for them, Absolutely. let us know if you have a tip at Horsham because this is a race I, I couldn't find one. Uh, so if, if there is somebody out there who has a tip bar for race number nine at Horsham, please let us know and we'll 04, try and cheer at home. 0499736736. Play the role of tipster and we will play some music for you if it gets up. 
Sorry, and James, if it gets up at a good price yeah. and we mention it, maybe we could even send them out a, an SEN track hat or something like mm. that. I'm not too sure if that's a possibility. See if we got I might be stubby holders or something. Yeah, I yeah. might be pushing the friendship a little bit, well, but hey, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll do what by, we can. Have to run that by the prizing department, I guess, and just stay. Yeah, out, that's out right. The front here, I'm just we'll yeah, no, just just I'm just <laughs> making up the rules as that's we go. Okay. I'm not sure if we can do that, listeners, but if we can, we will. Yeah, um, yeah look, I, I just wanted to touch on the Grafton track because I've seen racing up at Grafton return. Um, they completely changed the track, did a, a whole new track up there at Grafton, and that they've changed the shape in a sense. Now, they're racing 450 metres is the, the main distance that they're racing from, but it's almost, it looks like a bit of a carbon copy of Ballarat, Shepparton, and, and tracks like that, where they used to race from the at the 484, which was a corner start, and I think it's it's a huge move forward for, for that area to have a, a track that, that acts a lot like these Victorian tracks, and I think it's going to be something that, that'll really help those greyhounds that race around those tracks because even casinos, another track where they have these awkward corner starts and the, the greyhounds that potentially don't suit those tracks were probably struggling a little bit where now they've got a track that they can go to. And I think by doing that, I think these greyhounds that race regularly at Grafton and, and perform highly, they're probably more of a chance now to come down to Victoria and perform at, at, at our tracks like Ballarat, like Shepherd and like Warrigal where they are all a very similar type of blueprint. So, yeah, credit to, to Grafton. The track yeah. looks magnificent. They're running their maiden series at the moment. I think uh, Jason McKay had a, a pretty good night out there with a, a few very promising uh, youngsters starting last night. But looks a wonderful track. And I just wanted to make mention, too, that the uh, the venue at Terrelgan isn't too far away. The, uh, the club down there uh, went into consultation with a, a uni, I believe, and they came up with a, a track that they, they believe will be so safe for racing, which is a great thing. So... Hopefully that isn't too far away, but I thought we could organise Steve Clark, the manager of the Terrelgan Club, to come on the show next Tuesday, nice. uh, pick his brain and find out how long they've been out of racing. I think it's been close to two years since we last had a race down there. Um, and also the most important question, how long they are from racing, because I know building a track this time of year can be tough, um, obviously with rain delays and whatnot, but hopefully it shouldn't be too far away. Is there any other tracks that you think need a, a bit of a... A bit of an upgrade, James. Is this something that they might look at doing right around the country over the next few years just to, to fill in some gaps and, um, and, and fix up some tracks that might need some developing? Look, to be honest, here in Victoria, I can only speak for what I know. Um, and, and the tracks here in Victoria, all of them are kept in wonderful condition. They, they have sort of a, a routine, I guess, uh, fixed up probably on an annual basis, if not more regularly. And, and sometimes we do see tracks, you know, go into a, a period where they're worked on for three to six months to, to redo whatever needs to be done. So by doing that, all the tracks are right up to standard. They're all safe to race on. And, and I think uh, I think we lead the way in, in Victoria with, uh, with, with tracks and, and, and making sure that they are safe. And look, there's probably always room for improvement. So hopefully that, that can happen as time goes on. But yeah, look, uh, I think it's, it's a positive. And, and I have heard as well that, um, that Wangaratta, isn't uh, isn't uh, or isn't a track? It hasn't raced there for I think ten years. Um, I have noticed on the socials there's a really big push for locals or from the locals to bring greyhound racing back to Wangaratta. So nice. if that was the case, um, yeah, it could be could be another track uh, potentially in the future. So it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, GRV yeah. will have to to work out whether or not it's viable to to, to reopen the the Wangaratta track, but. I do know for when I first started calling and first got involved in the sport, I actually called my first race on air up at Wangaratta. There were a lot of local trainers who, who sort of lived between Wangaratta right up to the border. So potentially they were to bring back racing there, whether it be on the existing sort of surface the way it was or 
maybe even a straight track or something along those lines, it, it could work. Absolutely. 0499 736 736. We've got, a, we've got two texts in uh, for, uh, for a pe- few people. I reckon you've, uh, you've thrown the cat amongst the pigeons here. Uh, I reckon they're all after a free SEN hat, but we'll see what we can do. <laughs> um, number six at Horsham in the next to, uh, next to empty box will get a clear run, says Johnny. So he's with uh, Diamond Sienna, $3.10. Yep. And Maximum Shim at Horsham, says Mick from Bayswater. So he's going with uh, a little bit of value, $4.60 out of the two box. Just to confirm, Johnny, I've got nothing to do with the prizing department. So well, if you this does to, happen... you might need to uh, send out a hat, a, a JVDM hat or something. Oh, and, uh, that's yeah. it, mate. I've well, got a couple of old shoes, so I'd be more than happy to send off an old shoe if, uh, right. if, they, if they're up to that. But um, no, look, nice. we will do our best. If, if Diamond Sienna wins or mm-hmm. the other Greyhound number two maximum shim, we will do our best, whether it be... A hat, or whether or not it's uh, it's me sending off some some goodies that I have some here. Merch. We'll try and make something happen. Absolutely. Hey, let's clear a break. We're five minutes away from Horsham. We'll come back. We'll take that race in. We'll wrap the show up. We'll get some best bets uh, from to, for tonight. Have you got some for Warrigal? You think for later on tonight? Potential best bets, or maybe just dogs to follow because right. there are the Vic Breeders series. Nice. So you know, there's going to be some good youngsters. We don't know a lot about them, so it'll be interesting to see how they do perform. All right, more with James Vandermark. We'll get those tips on the other side of the break, and we'll uh, see what comes of Horsham race number where are we number nine coming up after the break John Donohoe and James Vandermark with you it is the Tuesday night edition of Thrill of the Chase welcome back to Thrill of the Chase Tuesday night Thrill of the Chase John Donohoe James Vandermark don't forget download the Watchdog app open a black book account Never miss your favourite greyhounds racing again. No firm opinion for James Vandermart here in the ninth. We've thrown it out to our listeners. 0499 736 736. We want you to pick the winner of the ninth here at uh, Horsham. Jimmy Vandermart, without actually consulting anyone, has just offered up a free hat. So we'll <laughs> wait and see if uh, if that actually goes down. But we've had two, as, as I said, James. And we'll play some music, of course, for these people if they get up. Uh, Mick from Bayswater, maximum shim, number two, at uh, at Horsham and number six for Johnny as well. Uh, do, you, do you have any thoughts on any, on any of these num on any of these runners in this race at all, James? Or are you just staying out? Not really. No. No. Nah, look, I thought the red wanted to use a bit of the track, so I thought it was a hard race to try and sort out. But oh. yeah, there's no legal binding either to us having to give out a hat. No, but uh, no. if we can, we will. I, I thought I'd better clear that yeah, up. Yeah. Hopefully the um, hopefully the Radio Standards Commission, you know, or something. Or, yeah. Whatever. Whatever they're called. Yeah. Um, they won't. Um, they won't hold us to that uh, because you know technically, <laughs> technically what we say on air is uh, is um, taken seriously by all involved. Let's head to Horsham, if we can. Racing. Diamond Sienna only fair to go and Maximum Shim flew out to lead early. Diamond Sienna comes carting over to second now and they're followed by Anasenia Stargazers. Well back Pronator, Frisian Flyer the tail ender. Maximum Shim got wide and Diamond Sienna sailed through on the inside rail to take the lead. Followed by Anasenia, then Pronator but Diamond Sienna a clear cut leader. Maximum Shim coming back on the outer. They hit it. Maximum Shimmerling's just done enough to beat Diamond Sienna. They got oh. pretty close well, on the Well, it doesn't post. matter who it was. Third is close. I think Pronator six and hit two, a Frisian fire. And, and they're followed by Johnny, Anna Senior. Mick, and well back done. to the tail end of Stargazers from there. The six, 371 as we stand by. It looks like the two oh. might have fallen in, James, which means 
Wow. Mickey from Bayswater. Well played. What a great race. Yeah, what a well, great race that was. And absolutely. You honestly couldn't have picked a better finish. The two and the six, the two that we've been tipped. Maybe not the check wanting to win it too bad, but no, it, got it got it, there on the outside. He got it at nine Number two. Top tote, if you don't mind. And, and Mick from I'll Bayswater. tell you what, Johnny. Yeah. If it is possible, mate, we will try and get uh, get some memorabilia out to both Absolutely. of them if we can. As I said, this is this is completely um, unplanned. This is me just uh, mm. just blazing a trail on my own. But um, if if it is possible, if not, I will yeah. endeavour to try and try and get something to our listeners because that's an incredible result to go one yeah, two well eight dollars to maximum shim. It wasn't yeah. just a, a shorty. That that is an unbelievable finish. And I must say, I was sitting here in front of the computer cheering. Yeah. It was a grandstand finish. Well, well done. Hey, Mickey Bayswater has um, come back on the text. Bang. I'll take the hat, the shoes, and maybe a steak in one of your dogs, says Mick. Well done. Yeah, that's good. We'll yeah. see what we can do, I reckon. That was pretty impressive stuff. Yeah, outstanding. That's uh, We like playing music for whether it's for us or for the listeners, James, and uh, that was a great win. Well, it was Either way, it was going to be a win for uh, for the listeners. I think Johnny. End of the day, mate. We're we're all one big family here. Absolutely. We're all you know all trying to achieve the same goal, and that's to back an absolute lot of winners. Mm. Um, and if we can't find one, well, I thought why not go to the family? And yes. they haven't let us down. They've gone one two. Even Diamond Sienna, not disappointed with the tip there. It just goes down in a photo finish. So well done to uh, to the two lads that text in and, and Maximum Shim just getting the job done. Congratulations. Well done, Mickey from Bayswater. We'll see what we can do for you. Can't make any promises, Michael, but. Uh... Anyway, we'll uh, we'll see, and um, maybe a day at the races with James Vandermart. I'm just throwing things out there now myself because uh, that's what we do. <laughs> hey, We've got to do something, uh, don't we? No, look, it absolutely. sounds good. Hey, I've got a tip race seven at Geelong, so right. I'll give you that to you nice and early. Yeah, get... I've come so prepared today, Johnny. Love I'm it. just like bang bang. Love let's it. let's get the tips out to the family. Let's all win a dollar. No um, number that. one's going to lead, I think. Yak yak Mac, but if he leads, he just gives space to distinguish who I think will just swamp on the leader and. And win. So I'm pretty keen on number two, Distinguished, trained by John Barbara. He's the wizard of Greyhound Racing. He trained the last winner, Eat My Dust, and I think he'll train another winner here. All right. Well, we'll probably be off air for that one, James, but we will cheer at home nonetheless. Hey, yep. let's go through the card um, and just tell me if you don't like any of these races, but let's go through the card at Warrigal tonight and see if we can find some winners and some value throughout the evening, I reckon. How does that sound? Yeah, sounds like a pretty good plan, mate. Just starting with race one. Uh, this is uh, Jet Light Rico by Barcia Bal Ballarico. Uh, similar breeding to Hardstyle Rico, who obviously won the, the Melbourne Cup last year and then retired to stud. I'm not even sure if uh, Lucky Carabit Sarkos has had a runner since the Melbourne Cup. So it's uh, it's his new breed. They're they're only pretty young, still around uh, 20 months of age, having its first start. Jet Light Rico. Look, there's money suggesting that it's gonna it's gonna be pretty hard to beat. And isn't that uh, incredible? If it is his last start uh, since the the Melbourne Cup win back in November, yeah. that was with uh, obviously Hardstyle Rico retired him to start and. Then just went off for a little holiday for a couple of months by the looks of it. Absolutely. Well, Lucky could uh, could get the job done, hopefully in the first two races, because Wing Chun Girl in race two at $1.90 in a small field from Graydon, Norwegian Wood, Sat- Satanic Mikado in the field, and Kiwi Billy is the outsider at $19. Yeah, look, to, to break it down, with these Vic Breeders, Maiden Heats, and even just the Maiden race number one, look, it, it probably is going to pay to follow the market moves because we're relying on, you know, form for these greyhounds, and a lot of them haven't even raced yet. So 
if there is hard market moves in the lead up to the race, you have to suggest that they have been trialling well. So I think tonight that'd be the advice I'd give. Obviously, Lucky's got uh, Big Sky Rico as well, who goes around in uh, in race number four, drawn box number two. And he's he's elected to put Wing Chun Girl and Big Sky Rico in the heats of the Vic Breeders. Um, and race one, number six, Jet Like Rico, who's probably got the most impressive name in the sense of what you'd expect to name a fast dog. Yes. He's just gone for the stock standard maiden event. So that would tell me that the other two are quicker than the first. But is Lucky just looking for an easy race for his potential fast one? Who knows? It's, uh, it's I guess, another key to being a putter, isn't it? You try yeah. and think what the trainer would do. And, you know, if he has got a fast one, where would he go with it? Absolutely. We'll fly through these, James, because we are running out of time. Um, but we'll uh, we'll get you... A- Get a tip from you on all of these, but race three, another small field. Wizardry things two dollars fifty. Rocket power two ninety, and Doctor Jacks at three dollars fifty. Yeah, that's the race. I think follow the market. There's money for number six, Doctor Jacks. He's had five starts for a couple of placings. The first starters, uh, the two and also the seven, have both been a bit easy. So we'll just have to wait and see. Race four, Big Sky Rico, still the favourite. There's money for Ratified. Number seven, which surprises me because he was he was pretty ordinary last start at Hillsville. So based on what he did there, he went from box three. Mm. I'd, I'd be surprised if he wins tonight, and yet the market's suggesting he is going to win. Yeah, John, uh, Johnny off the text has given his best bet in race five at Warrigal tonight. Here against Tiger Isla is uh, is a good thing. $2.50, 260 for Pyro Cumulus and Hugo at $6.50. Yeah, going to be pretty hard to beat the red. Pyro Cumulus... I think from the pink's going to really pour the heat on, though, and that's that's the question mark for the red. Race six, uh, keen on Silverman and also Fenway Lights. They've drawn two and six. I think the red will go a long way to leading. Uh, race number seven's a pretty tough race. Invictus Louis got some good short course form. He'll be hard to beat. Uh, race number eight, the free-for-all over the 400 metres. You've got Strata taking on My Faith. They're the two at the top of the market. Look, I'd probably lean to Strata because at her best, she went 30-12 and 12 at the Meadows four runs ago. She's desperate for the inside. If she finds the rail initially, I think she'll be a big contender there. Uh, race number nine, $2.20 for security man. Number one, catch, $4.50. And Dr. Lysandra at $6 in race nine. Yeah, Last four races are all pretty hard uh, down at Warrigal. I thought, if anything, race 11 was a bit of a highlight race. Dr. Tucker taking on Earn the Answers. I think they're both group-class dogs, so probably hone in on, on that race as one to watch. And the other race I wanted to quickly mention of is race 10 down at Geelong. Mm. My best bet for the night at any track anywhere in the world is uh, race 10, number two, isolating. I think he's going to be really hard to beat. Yep. This greyhound uh, won at Hillsville impressively last time. Went and miss at Sandown, went running quick sections the time prior. So I think if you're back isolating to win, around the 170, the quote at the moment, I think that should be, hopefully, fingers crossed, money for jam. Lovely. All right, we've got about a minute or so. Anything you like but in races 10, 11 and 12 at Warrigal? Oh, look, I'd probably just focus on that race 11. Dr. Tucker should be winning. Earn the answers really should be running second. So I'm just keen to see how they go. I think if we back isolating at the $1.70, that's the, the punt of the night, I think. Um, and then hopefully we can, we can build a big enough bank just to sit back and wait a few days till we're back on air on Thursday. All right, Jimmy Vandermark, we've flown through those and that's, uh, that's what I love. So uh, you can hear this on the podcast as well if you missed any of it. Jimmy Vandermart uh, will be uh, will be on the podcast very very soon. What's on for tonight, James? As the, as we wind down, 
Probably going to kick the heels up, mate, and watch a little bit of tally uh, and do a whole heap of bugger all, to be honest. I've got tomorrow off and, yeah, just going to relax and enjoy a couple of days. Hopefully the sun's back out tomorrow and I'll be able to get on that mole that I've finally unbogged. Nice. Hey, um, what was your tip very quickly here at Geelong in race seven again, just before we yeah. get off? Uh, distinguished. Race seven, number two. Pretty keen on that. Really keen on isolating to win race 10 there at Geelong. So back them both. James Vandermart, a star as always, and nice to have some winners and play some music tonight. Jimmy, thank you again, and we'll do it. Uh, we'll do it all again on Thursday. Thanks, mate. It's been fun. Happy punning. Absolutely, James Vandermart there joining us as he does each and every Tuesday. And don't forget, download the Watchdog app, open a Black Book account, and never miss your favourite greyhounds racing again. Nice work, everyone who joined in on the text today. A nice day for Cam. And for Brownie, Cam's going to be back tomorrow. Little tags in the studio. And we're going to go again, hopefully, for a fill-up. Sand down on the card tomorrow, as well as Eagle Farm. All that and plenty more on SEN Track. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.